Hey, New Life, Sean here. Thanks for checking out this video today. I'm going to be in Exodus chapter 16. So if you would open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter 16. I love the book of Exodus because we get to see God's power and his faithfulness, even to people that are faithless oftentimes and, well, can just be numbskulls, kind of like me. I can see myself in their story and think if you're honest with yourself, you can really relate to them as well. So Exodus chapter 16, verses 1 through 3 say this. The whole Israelite community set out from Elim and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Wow, what's going on here? So these, these Israelites, these people that are in the desert, that are complaining, the same people who had spent their entire lives as slaves. They had been slaves, their parents had been slaves, their grandparents had been slaves, brutally beaten, subjected to hard labor in the hot, hot Egyptian sun. And now they are in the desert and they're complaining. Um, yeah. I see myself in the story of the Israelites because so oftentimes I can neglect and kind of forget about what God has brought me from and the way that he's worked in my life. And it keeps me from thinking about, okay, God, what are you going to do next? I just very easily look back to the past. And I, and I very easily kind of romanticize the good old days. You ever been there? That's what the Israelites are doing here. They, they find themselves in the desert and they're saying, man... We never had it so good. Remember the good old days in Egypt? You know, there we sat around pots of meat. You know, we, we ate to our heart's content. You know, hot spot, it was Korean barbecue, it was going around. I mean, we just ate so much food, but now we're in this desert. And instead of looking forward to another miracle that God was going to perform in their life, they were just romanticizing about the past. And I think that's human nature. Maybe you can relate you know have you have you ever been maybe in a relationship that ended and you're like you know it was maybe there was a reason that why the relationship ended you you were you know they weren't treating you well the relationship was going nowhere and so you broke up and you moved on but then a month later you're like man didn't know i had it so good you know i man i want to be in that relationship again maybe we can get back together and you you know that, that person then they they treated me well i'm never going to find someone like them and yeah, you begin to romanticize about that relationship, about how good it was, even though you're just remembering the, the, the few good days and kind of forgetting about the bad times and the reason why you actually broke up. Or maybe you're a parent now and you've got small kids and so you're driving a minivan and you're like, man, there's nothing I wouldn't give in order to drive a sports car again. Or, you know, Remember that, those days when I could drive a motorcycle? Man, those were the good old days. Or... And now your kids are older and they're grown up and you're like, man, if only they could be babies again. Man, those, those were the good old days. And kind of forget about all the dirty diapers and the sleepless nights. Yeah, we tend to romanticize the past, remember the good times, but kind of forget how, man, maybe it wasn't always rainbows and butterflies, right? That's what the Israelites are doing. They're forgetting. It's like, you were slaves in Egypt. People were beating you. People were throwing your boys into the Nile River. Life was not good. You don't want to go back to Egypt. You want to go to the promised land. Look forward to what God's going to do in your life. But no, 
They're just saying, man, we wish we could go back to Egypt. And so oftentimes, I find myself doing that as well. And it keeps me from looking forward um, to what God wants to do in my life. Helen Keller, she once said this. She said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Yes, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. And, well, the Israelites, they needed a vision for what God wanted to do in their life. The way that he was going to provide for them in that desert through the quail and manna. But also for what he was going to do providing them with the promised land. But, but because they were always looking behind them, they never actually made it into the promised land. They were just always intimidated and wanted to go back to Egypt. Man, they missed out on so much because they lived in the past. It kind of reminds me of Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It's a hilarious character. It's Napoleon's uncle who just lives in 1982. He just talked, you know, if, if coach would have put me in in the fourth quarter, no doubt we'd be state champs, he says. Back in 1982, I could throw the pigskin a quarter mile. He just reminisces about the past. And so he's living in a van just to try to kind of make ends meet. He has no vision for his, his future. He lives in the past. And as Christians, we're called to anticipate what God's going to do next in our life. Not, not to glorify the past and just live in the past, think about the good old days, but think, okay, what, God, God, what is next in my life? What do you want to do today? What do you want to do in my life tomorrow? Where are you taking me? Do you have a vision for your future and what God wants to do in your life next? The Apostle Paul encourages us with these words to look forward to what God's doing in our life. And Ephesians, or sorry, Philippians chapter 3 saying this, Not that I've already attained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Yeah, God's got an incredible future for us. You know, heaven is waiting for us, but he's got good plans for us even here and now in, in how we can participate with him in bringing heaven to earth. You know, there, there are friends that you know, friends, family members, co-workers who need to know Jesus. Do you have a vision for sharing your faith with them? Do, do you have a vision for your family and for how you want your family to grow closer to Jesus? How, how in five years from now you want your family to be closer to Jesus? So, you know, more, more, uh, spending more time with him, um, serving him, you know, more five years from now than, than maybe even today? You know, you've got to have a vision for that in order for you to take next steps towards that, um, that purpose, towards that, that preferred future. And so that's my challenge for you today is, is think about, okay, God, and pray. You know, pray today. Thank, thank you, God, for the way that you've worked in the past. I've seen you work in the past, and I'm looking forward to how you're going to work in the future. I don't know exactly how you're going to work, but I pray that you would help me kind of think about, so how have you gifted me? How have you wired me? What are some ways that, that you want to continue to help me to become more like Jesus? What are some ways that I can continue to serve you, that I can continue to be an ambassador to share my faith and, and, and serve the world? You know, maybe it's you want to buy a house and you want to, you know, be hospitable and you want to have neighbors over for dinner and because you want your neighbors to know that you love them. And you want to serve them. You know, maybe you have a vision for starting a business or a nonprofit or, or, or some way 
to be able to serve the worlds and the needs of people around you. Yeah, God's not called us to live in the past and say, Jesus, thank you for accomplishing everything. Thank you for giving me my sins. I'm just going to sit tight and just wait for heaven to come. No, God wants to do in our life. He wants to do a miracle in our life to, to move in us and through us. Um, but in order for us to be able to do that, participate with him, we've got to have a vision for, for a future, and that comes from God. All right, So it's going to take some time just listening to God, saying, God, speak to me. Give me a vision. What, what, what do you want me to do next? Where do you want me to be five years from now, ten years from now? It'll take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. But pray that prayer and look forward, not backwards, to what God wants to do in you and through you. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have incredible plans for us. So you're not done with us. You know, we, we are not finished yet. Um, you have started a good work in our lives, but uh, we're not completed yet. But you said you would be faithful um, in completing um, the work that you started in us, God. And so we ask that you we would be able to hear from you and that you would give us a vision for our lives, for the way that you want to work in us and through us next. Um, wherever that might be, wherever that might take us, God, we pray that we would have the faith um, to follow you. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.